Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. Pat Divilly. I want to talk about Fit Minds with Pat. I'm assuming that that is the correct pronunciation of your name, Pat. Good morning. Morning, PJ. Yes, indeed. You got it perfect. Good man. Good man. The fitness of the mind is every bit as important, if not as a, not more important than, than the fitness of, of the body. That's what you've discovered, at least. Yeah, there was kind of two sides to this for me. There was, I suppose, the, the professional standpoint in that I worked in the fitness industry, physical fitness industry for 10 years. And I was really curious as to why some people kind of thrived and others seemed to struggle. And, uh, you know, my picture of health started to expand from it just being training and nutrition to seeing things like stress management and sleep playing a role. And then I started seeing how people were speaking to themselves was having a big impact on the results that they saw. So that brought me to, you know, exploring the mind and the stories we tell ourselves. And I suppose my own personal um, experience then was just struggling with mental health over the years and always being quite reactive in how I approached it and waiting for a crisis until I looked after myself rather than proactively doing things daily so that's what prompted the book and the work that I'm doing now yeah tell me a bit about yourself you you were like you said you were involved in physical fitness for years yeah I ran a gym here in Galway and I I had a big online fitness community and um, yeah that was always my passion it was the first thing I wanted to do from the time I was young the first thing that really gave me confidence and so I loved that environment Uh, but as I say the more people I worked with the more I started to look at a, an holistic approach uh, to wellness, started exploring the role that stress was having on our lives, the role that our nervous system was having on our lives, all these different factors that, again, some people were eating really well, they were training consistently, but just not seeing the results. And I also saw people being very hard on themselves mm-hmm. um, in the way that they, they, they dealt with themselves. And I was, I was doing the same thing in my own life. So that prompted me to study a bit of cognitive behavioral therapy and coaching and meditation and um, that's a lot of what I do now is kind of stress management for companies and individuals. I think you found that people, you might give a number of people the same program. Yeah. And then how they succeeded or didn't at that program, an awful lot had to do with the, with the, with their mindset. Yeah, I'll never forget someone said to me, you have 168 hours in the week and a client might be with you for three week, three hours of those 168. So three hours in the gym, there's 165 outside of the gym. So a mentor of mine told me, your client's success is what happens outside of the gym, how they sleep, how they nourish themselves, how they speak to themselves, how they, um, you know, their social environment, all these different factors. So 
um, as much as I enjoyed training people and saw the benefit in working with people in that capacity, I also saw the need to, I suppose, educate on, again, how do we speak to ourselves? How do we um, look after our sleep? How do we look after our stress management? Mm. And obviously the last two years, you know, the uncertainty we've been dealing with in the world has just really put a magnifying glass on these factors even more. We have a tendency, don't we, Pat, I don't know whether it's Irish or whether it's world, to beat ourselves up over little things. A friend of mine is currently isolating, dealing with COVID, thankfully not sick, but beating herself up big time over the fact that she actually got it. And I said this morning, relax, this is ripping through the community. It's not your yeah. fault. But pe- people are beating themselves up. For for example, COVID, the prime example. You get COVID and you go, how the hell? How was I so stupid? That's not it at all. No, um, this is a part of our, our minds. We call the negativity bias. And it's actually a protective part of the brain. So the brain wants survival. That's the key factor of the brain. It doesn't necessarily want happiness. It wants us to survive and live another day. So because of that, it's always looking for threats. It's looking for where we fall short, where we go wrong, where we don't live up to expectations, where we're not keeping up with Joneses. There's that part of the mind that's always looking for the negative aspects. So 100 people could say something nice to us. One person says something negative. That's where the attention tends to go. So a simple you know, means of kind of working with that is, is to ask yourself when you're feeling stressed over something, where has my attention gone? And you'll notice it's gone to, you know, your friend there, for example, maybe she's fo- she's focused now on the fact that she's missing work or um, whatever her other uh, judgments toward herself are. And we'd be asking her to expand her kind of perspective. You know, what are some of the positives in this? Um, and it's not about airy-fairy positive thinking and making everything perfect. It's just about widening the picture. Um, when we go to the negative, we almost put a pair of sunglasses on and everything looks dark. Um, so it's just, again, that perspective, I think, is important. Because, yeah. you know... The the term that has emerged in the last, I think, six months anyway, is toxic positivity. That's not Mm. what you're talking about. It's not being positive for the sake of it. Happy, clappy jazz hands. That's not what you're talking about at all. No, because I, I mean, that's, that in itself is a problem because oftentimes, and I've seen this a lot during the pandemic, you'll ask someone how they're doing and they might have had a very tough year, but they'll very quickly go to, but it could have been a lot worse. It's worse for other people. And so they almost undermine or diminish their own experience you know, because they don't want to take away from anyone else's experience, but everyone's experience is different. And I think it's okay to hold two things at once. I can say I'm grieving the old life that I had before and I feel quite sad about that, but I'm also grateful for some opportunities that have opened up to me. So I think emotional maturity is is that ability to not have to be black and white in things and to be able to hold two emotions at once and to be able to allow yourself to feel what you feel. Um, Toxic positivity really is is overlooking the fact that I'm sad and and trying to find things to be happy about. Uh, It's not about that. It's kind of hold two things at once. Mm. You talk about recognizing our inner self-critic. I have a thing. It's a very modern practice now, Pat, uh, reflection, right? Yes. They teach it in college, it's encouraged in the workplace. And, you know, we all reflect on our performance, we reflect on our week, we reflect on whatever. And I think, do you know what? Enough people in life are going to try to pull you down without you trying yes. to pull yourself down. A- am I missing something here? No. Um, <laughs> we speak to ourselves more than anyone else. And it's funny, these inner critics that we have oftentimes will actually be an internalized voice that someone else, something we heard from someone else, you know, someone when we were younger told us, you're not good enough, you don't fit in. So someone said it and we think that internally and we've repeated that to ourselves. So 
again, with toxic positivity, there could be a, a tendency to say, to say, think positive and get past that voice. And I actually take a different approach and say, can we welcome that critic in? That's a part of us that feels hurt, feels abandoned, feels like it's not good enough. Rather than try to push away that part, it's kind of like a friend. If we've got a friend and we only want to be with them when they're happy and positive and we ditch them when they feel sad, mm. we're not being a very good friend. But then for ourselves, oftentimes when we feel a little bit anxious or sad or overwhelmed or like we're not living up to expectations, we can desert ourselves, you know, through alcohol or distraction or yeah. any kind of addictive. So it's kind of welcome these parts in. Um, but what's, well, why is my critic speaking to me in this way? Maybe they're trying to keep me safe. You know, yeah. the critic that says, don't put yourself out there. They, want, they don't want me to be judged. Um, so that dialogue can be useful. Yeah. And self-sabotage. Define, mm. if you can, sir. <laughs> self-sabotage is what a lot of us will do a couple of weeks into January maybe um, <laughs> and obviously this, this January feels a little bit different what I would have seen in the, in the fitness industry was a client who would come in in January uh, you know very excited for the year ahead and the changes they were going to make and the self-sabotage will be when they do something that seems completely counterintuitive to what they said they wanted and we all I think most of us I certainly do this you know I know exactly what I want consciously but then I'll do something that just throws my throws a spanner in the works and messes things up for me. Um, so it, it's something to be aware of. I think there can be a tendency, again, with the black and white thinking that, let's say someone goes on a healthy eating plan, uh, they fall off course with one or two meals. Uh, oftentimes people will throw in the towels and they say, I've messed it up now, I'll start again on Monday. I'm a big fan of the word recommit, which is just to catch yourself and maybe you talk about reflection there. Can I reflect on why did I... Why did I you know, reach for the glass of wine when I said I wasn't going to? And just getting curious rather than judging yourself curious. Oh, I didn't sleep too well last night and I was stressed with the kids. And so that's maybe some of the factors that contributed. And then you might ask, how could I respond in a different way next time? How could I? Um, yeah. How, is, how important is it to learn to forgive yourself for something that goes wrong? huge and I think it's, it's, I think it's difficult um, it's difficult but it's huge I think the only place we can create change from is a place of acceptance um, so if I'm blaming other people for where I am or shaming myself for where I am I'll be stuck in the mud and so you know I think we need to see things not worse than they are not better than they are but just see things as they are um, and learn from our, our mistakes we've all made mistakes um, there's the idea of toxic shame and healthy shame and toxic shame is where I've done something wrong and so I make myself a shameful person Healthy shame is I've done something that's against my moral code. It's something I regret or something I, I wouldn't do again. But it's changed the way that I live my life. It's given me a, a it's put me back on course. So can we go through our past mistakes or the things we feel we've done wrong and use them as a way of bringing ourselves back on track to be in integrity? Yeah. Talking to someone recently who is recovering from personal trauma and, and thankfully is making a very, very good recovery. But mm. is it interesting... Is struggling to forgive themselves for actually letting it happen, and I said, "But you didn't let it happen. It happened to you." But is still struggling to forgive themselves for letting it happen. Mm. Strange I mindset. Yeah, and um, it's funny when when we feel isolated in different ways, be it after a traumatic event or be it you know circumstantial you know isolation. There can be that sense that my pain and the things that have happened to me make me separate and make me different to other people. And so there could be a tendency to shame ourselves further, if that makes sense. So I think an important factor in all of this is having support. Um, oftentimes the pain that someone's experiencing is so great that it's difficult for them to hold it themselves. 
And that's where I think, you know, having a support circle, having a group, having a therapist or a coach or, or whatever you can have. Someone there, I mean, I have these people in my life that I can go to and I say, you know, I'm the guy that's supposed to have it together and I don't feel like I have it together. And, you know, there's times where people hold space for me and I think we all need that. And obviously community is something that's maybe not as prevalent as it was years ago. And I think there's a call for community again that we need to come together and kind of support one another through the, the ups and the downs. You've heard the old saying, I'm sure, there goes a man who knows his own mind or there goes a woman who knows her own mind. How important is it for to know, for us to know our own mind and learn to know our own mind? Mm, I think it's huge. People, people say um, we learn from experience and I think, I think we learn from reflecting on our experiences. There's lots of experiences I've had and I've repeated the same thing repeatedly without considering the impact it's having. Versus when I sit down and I say, this is what happened. And I kind of explore, what did I learn from that? How can I grow from that? Um, it's important. And one of the big things I talk about in the new book is, is the idea of thinking versus remembering. Uh, oftentimes we think that we're thinking, but really we're just remembering. Uh, so maybe I go into a new relationship and I feel insecure. Now, the insecurity is not probably a result of that relationship. It's a memory that's coming up. It's me thinking about my ra- last relationship. Um, someone who's afraid of public speaking in the workplace. Generally, it's not the adult that's scared. It's the memory of when they were a child and they got laughed at for their speaking. So I think, I think things like journaling can be useful. Meditation can be useful. And just that curiosity, you know, what's the thought in my head and where did that thought come from? Oftentimes, it's not even our own. It's our parents' thoughts or, or, or thoughts we took up from our teachers or our environment. So yeah, I think curiosity really is the big word for me for 2022. Okay. The book is called Fit Mind and it's available in, I assume, all good bookshops. Gill Books uh, are the publishers. Pat DeVille, thanks very much for being with us on the Opinion Line. Interesting read. Thank you, Pat. Quartz 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.